morning, everyone, and welcome into Wake and Take. It's your boy, Jason, and we have some football to talk about today. Today, we're mostly going to be talking about the two hot head coaching hires going around right now. That is Jim Harbaugh and Bill Belichick, because there are some updates on their situations. We will also break down the Tom Telesco hiring in Las Vegas. We will discuss this recent Joe Barry firing. We will discuss some other stuff as well. So go ahead, sit back, relax, take out your coffee, and enjoy the show. All right, all right, all right. Good morning to you, everyone in the chat. Glad to see you here, Anthony. Glad to see you here, the Harry Snowman. Glad to see you all on Facebook, on Instagram, wherever you are tuning in, even if you're just listening in your car on the podcast network. Thank you for your support. Good morning to you, Positive Grouch. Your phone is at 1%, so we'll make it quick just for you. What if, what if I just like somehow made a one-minute show? Could you imagine? I was like, all right, guys, you have a good one. That would be amazing. One day. One day. Maybe that's what TikTok will turn into. It's just like new shows for one minute. Anyway, good morning to you guys. We have some uh, football to talk about. So we'll start. Before we get into the kind of the big stories, I did just want to get my takes out there about Tom Telesco being the GM of the Las Vegas Raiders. And I'm going to start with this. I think since being a general manager is a bit more of a white collar job in the football world, you know, yes, it's obviously hard to get to that position. But there's so many people in the world who I think could do a good job at general managing. It's not like being a head coach. It's not like being a player. Uh, it's just essentially managing something at the end of the day. And I honestly think it should be a one-shot type of job. I don't think or like the idea of general managers bouncing around between teams. I don't think that makes any sense to me. The guy just failed in Los Angeles as the Chargers general manager why in the world would you want to hire him? I have no, I literally have no idea. I think that, I think that general manager positions should just maybe not blackball from the league, but you shouldn't be a GM of another team again. That doesn't make any sense. The guy just failed. Tom Telesco on the Chargers, 11 seasons, finished with a losing record, 84-92, and only had three playoff appearances, never once winning the AFC West. And there were so many holes on that roster year in, year out. The Chargers always I mean, let's sit back here, guys. Have the Chargers ever had depth? I mean, what would happen if Derwin James went down? Uh, they would die. If Justin Herbert went down, they would just crumble. If Keenan Allen went down, we saw it. They crumble. I mean, like, there was, like, he did nothing. He, did, he built this roster terribly. Terribly. Only four players that he drafted in the second round or later were signed to a second contract on this Chargers team. That just shows that he can't evaluate talent really either. Right. The four players that he's drafted in the second round or later and then signed to second contracts. Denzel Perryman, who's gone, who I actually think is on the Raiders, Easton Stick, Keenan Allen and Trey Pipkins. That's it. Eleven seasons as a general manager and only four players that he's drafted outside of the first round have gone on to sign a second contract. And yet this guy's getting another chance as the general manager for a team that really, really needs some help. I, I have no idea how this happened. I really don't. I know that he has a, a, a decent resume, especially if you look at how he got hired as the Chargers general manager. Before he was the Chargers general manager, he was the director of player personnel for the Colts during the Manning years from 2004 to 2011. He was a head scout. He was the player personnel head. And he, you know, 
helped that Colts team be good. But I think it's pretty easy to say that those Colts teams were carried by Peyton Manning, not Tom Telesco's player personnel management. I don't care that it was a successful era in Indianapolis with Peyton Manning. That means nothing to me. And then the fact that he failed so miserably in Los Angeles, again, I have no idea how he got this shot. I really don't. I, I mean, like, I kind of do, given he was kind of okay. But again, there, I, I, like, you could sign I, any of you in the audience, me even, I feel like Podfather, right? Like, we could probably be a general manager. There, like, it is just, it is a job that is super limited to people in the world. There's 32 of them. It should not go to someone who's already had their chance. They had a chance. They lost. It's over. I I just, I, I don't like it. I hate it. Uh, and I feel really, really bad uh, for the Raiders. Genuinely. Like, I don't, even if this works out, right? Even if this works out and he becomes a good general manager randomly, right? It makes, it still makes no sense. Like, you can't use hindsight to justify this at all. Like, it, it's just, I, I hate it. I really do. I think that this is a disgusting hire, and I hate that they are just hiring someone that failed. It doesn't make any sense to me, especially since the Raiders were turning over a new leaf. We talked about it. The Raiders made a huge mistake not hiring their interim head coach a few seasons back, and then they finally learned from that. They hired Antonio Pierce to be the head coach. It seemed like, oh, these Raiders, you know, they're learning. They're taking a step forward. They're going to be able to grow. And then they bring in a, a, a bad general manager, a guy who failed in Los Angeles, a guy who literally his last game as the general manager of the Chargers gave up 63 points to the Raiders, the Aiden O'Connell-led Raiders. And then they were like, oh, yeah, the general manager for that team that we historically whooped, let's hire him now that he's available. I just, I don't get it. And I'm really sorry to Raiders fans, even if it does work out. I just, I, I really don't think it makes any sense at all. Harry Snowman, great choice. Or great, great sentence here. It, even Matt in full podfather mode would be a better choice, as would Onid. Yes, I mean, literally the Decision Point podcast, we should crowdfund that. One day, Player Profiler needs to somehow run a team. I, I just think we would do, yes. But at least the Raiders did hire the right coach. And yes, the Raiders will probably still be bad because they hired a guy who can't draft. Why? <laughs> Makes no sense to me, man. Makes no sense to me, but whatever. That is what's going on. But speaking of the former Chargers general manager, it is becoming more and more evident that Jim Harbaugh will be joining the Chargers as their new head coach. And I know when these rumors originally came out, and I'm still kind of on this train, you see my Michigan turtleneck. I still don't think it makes much sense for Jim Harbaugh. I really don't. I really do think and believe wholeheartedly in my heart that he should just return to Michigan and build a dynasty there and try to go down as one of the greatest head coaches in college football. I think that that's a fantastic, fantastic legacy that you could leave. You know, tons of head coaches have won Super Bowls, right? I mean, like, yes, they're obviously the great head coaches that have won multiple that we'll remember forever. But I couldn't tell you who the Buccaneers head coach was when they won their Super Bowl in the early 2000s. I, I, I mean, like, what? I, I don't know. I, it's just like, I, like, it, it doesn't really matter to go from college to the NFL. If you're a good head coach, you'll earn respect either way. And if that, if like, it's kind of a head thing where he's like, I just really want to win a Super Bowl. I kind of get it, but I don't. At the same time, you've just won the national championship for your alma mater in college. Like, I, I just, I, to me, that seems like the ultimate sign of respect and also career choice. Like, go help the college that you went to. Help the college that you were a player for. 
you know, you've won this national championship and go down as one of the greatest Michigan Wolverines in history. That's an awesome legacy. That's an awesome life. But no, he wants to go to the Chargers and try to turn things around. And that is what it is looking like will happen. I know I didn't want to entertain this for the longest time, but as the days go on, it just seems more and more likely the negotiations here have reached the salary point, which usually means this contract is very, very close to being signed. The number that I've seen thrown around is $12.5 million per year, which is $5.5 million per year, more than what he gets at Michigan currently. He gets $7 million a season, which honestly, guys, just a little aside for a second, I know I was kind of flowing there, but I, it just, it hits me sometimes. I I never really thought about it. I've never researched it. I feel like $7 million, $12 million or whatever for a head coach isn't that much. Like, I, I don't know why, but I've always felt that head coaches made a lot more money than they do. But I mean, they're basically getting paid the running back franchise tag for a ridiculous amount of stress and responsibility. I mean, I would, if I were a head coach, I would want more money. I mean, $12.5 million, what he's being offered surprisingly, is what Mike Tomlin makes in Pittsburgh. It would be a top five head coaching salary. So I'm honestly just shocked at how, it's not little. I mean, obviously millions of dollars is a lot of money. But I feel like I've always thought head coaches were, you know, kind of making quarterback money, if I'm going to be honest with you. Uh, but they don't. And I mean, $12.5 million, plenty of money. I'm sure he's not scoffing at it. But I feel like an NFL team could afford a bit more, especially for these head coaches that, you know, are expected to take you to the Super Bowl. It's an important role with a ton of stress put on you and a ton of responsibility. Uh, you would think that they would be asked, uh, you know, to make more money. But it's what it is. Either way, $12.5 million is his offer from the Chargers from what I've seen so far. And to kind of bring it all home, uh, his wife actually flew with him from Michigan to his most recent interview with the Chargers, bringing the whole fam out for this. Uh, when when wifey comes, you, you kind of know it's set in stone, right? Like, he's just like, all right, come check out LA. How you feeling? And guys, <laughs> you know, I bet coming from Michigan, the very second they stepped off the plane, his wife looked over at him and gave him the look. You guys all know what I'm talking about. He got the look uh, when they hopped off the plane in Los Angeles. She felt that weather and she was like, I'm done with Michigan. We're going to California, whatever, no matter what you say, Jimmy. Uh, and uh, yeah, I think that I think that's where we're at. I really do think that's where we're at. Uh, again, there's a lot of reports coming out now that it is almost set in stone. And again, I know I went on this whole Michigan rant to start this thing off, but he did ultimately accomplish what he set out to do. He won a national championship, not multiple, but he got a national championship. He beat Ohio State more than a few times, and he set this uh, college franchise. Do you call do you call them franchises in college? Either way, he set them on the right path, and uh, it's okay if you leave it, but it's just, I think it would be a little bit better, but he's kind of following this Pete Carroll blueprint, right? Where there's sanctions that he's facing and he can avoid them by just jumping ship and going to the NFL. And of course he gets to attach himself to Justin Herbert. And if you want to be a head coach at the next level, you might as well attach yourself to one of the better quarterbacks in the league. Uh, if not even a top five quarterback, I mean, Justin Herbert is incredibly talented. He's just had some, you know, rough weapons, bad coaching. So it'll be very fun to see what he can do. And he gets to stay in blue and yellow, still getting to rock those khakis with an appropriate color scheme. I mean, could you imagine? Could you imagine if you had to wear a different color than blue or yellow with his khakis? That would not match well. And so I, I'm glad that he gets to stay in his colors. Uh, and yeah, we'll talk about it some more when it becomes official. But again, with his wife going with him, with them kind of coming to an agreement with a salary, 
uh, with them having multiple interviews, with all of these reports coming out, it seems at this point almost set in stone. So something that is becoming less set in stone, actually, believe it or not, Bill Belichick. Bill Belichick. I'm starting to see some reports this morning that this uh, Atlanta Falcons situation with Bill Belichick is starting to lose some steam. And this is all sorts of outlets. It started with the Athletics' Josh Kendall, but CBS Sports has reported on it. Even damn Fox News has reported on this story. It is picking up some steam that the uh, hiring is losing steam. And, I mean, I'm happy about it. You guys know. I've ranted on this a million times now on the show about how I don't think he's a great fit for Atlanta. I really don't think it makes a lot of sense. Again, I still do think he's a good head coach and, at the very least, a great defensive coordinator. But he needs to go to a team where that type of mindset fits. And the Falcons need some desperate offensive help. I mean, I know now they need defensive help. The fact they let their defensive coordinator go. Uh, But still, they need more help on offense than they do defense. And I just think Bill Belichick is a little bit too old school for what the Falcons are bringing to the table on the offensive side of the ball. Uh, And so I just hated the hire. And at this point, it is starting to lose some steam, which makes me pretty happy. And I will say this, one of the articles I read, I believe it was the CBS Sports article, gave a fantastic wording. Guys, I want to give you this sentence. It may not be Belichick or bust for Atlanta, but Atlanta or bust for Belichick. And I think that's very, very interesting because it's true. Bill Belichick has not, you know, at least to our knowledge, there's not been any public release about him interviewing with any other organizations this offseason yet. He has only met with the Falcons. And in fact, he's met with the Falcons multiple times. And that is why everyone has kind of made it a foregone conclusion that he'd go to Atlanta, that they kind of have these like almost exclusive rights to his interviews right now. But that also, like this writer kind of suggests, that also, if you flip it over, looks like a lot of NFL teams aren't interested in Belichick. Because, I mean, the Falcons are interviewing other coaches not named Bill Belichick, but no one else is interviewing Bill Belichick. So it seems that almost no teams are even interested in this Hall of Fame head coach, that a lot of them think he has lost his fastball, and he's not a good head coaching candidate. And who knows, right? Maybe he's going into this Atlanta interview and saying he still wants to be the general manager. Maybe he's going in and saying, oh, I'm going to bring Matt Patricia and Josh McDaniels. No one wants that, right? We don't know what's going on uh, in these interviews, but we do know that they're actually not going that well, uh, contrary to original belief. And so uh, we're just going to have to keep our eyes on this. Again, I I don't like reporting on rumors, but we are in rumor season, unfortunately. So that's what we're going to talk about. Again, we don't know for sure, but it's looking like this is losing some steam. And we may not even see Bill Belichick head coaching in general next season, let alone the Atlanta Falcons. That's what it's looking like here. And I honestly don't mind it. And that is why I said originally before he even got fired that he should just retire. I I just like it. He's not going to be given a real opportunity. He isn't. I think that he should have known that, right? I, it's probably pride, right? Pride is obviously going to get in the way when you're that good of a head coach and you've had that much success, but you also have to be able to take that step back and be like, Oh my God, the team I've done so much for is getting rid of me. And I'm 70 something years old and I haven't had any positive step forward in the last few seasons without Tom Brady. You know, maybe I should just while I'm at the top of the game, while I'm still majorly respected, maybe I should just walk away. Maybe I should just retire, maybe go to the broadcast booth, or I even said, maybe just go back to being just a defensive coordinator. But either way, the guy needs to make a big change and it's not going to be just going to be a head coach for another team. Because the expectations are going to be so high from ownership, 
from the fan base. And he's not going to be able to flip a switch on a team. He is a culture builder and he's like just an old school head coach. And that's something that takes time to build time to get that respect from everyone in the locker room. And he's not going to be given that. So again, I say Bill Belichick, just retire, just hang it up. Let everyone still believe you're a great head coach and walk away. We just watched Pete Carroll do it for some, and Pete Carroll didn't even need to do it. He was even coming out and saying he didn't want to do it, but he still stepped away. So I think Bill Belichick needs to do the same. I really do, especially if he's not being interviewed from anyone else and he's losing this steam. I don't want to see it get any worse for this guy. I have a tremendous amount of respect for him, and I just want to see him walk away. I just, I don't, I, I just, just walk away, man. Just walk away. Get out of here. We miss. We, we won't really miss you either. I mean, I respect you, but you know what you were putting on the football field wasn't that great. <laughs> Some other coaching news that we have for you guys is Cliff Kingsbury. Cliff Kingsbury, we talked about yesterday with the Eagles interviewing Ron Rivera for their defensive coordinator position. They have now interviewed Cliff Kingsbury for their offensive coordinator interview. And I love it. I love it. I know that Cliff Kingsbury runs a very interesting offense that didn't have much success in Arizona, uh, but that was mostly because of his head coaching. He didn't make great coaching decisions. The defense wasn't fantastic, but the offense was always scoring some points. And while his air raid offense may not fit the Eagles offensive design right now and personnel, I think that he could make it work. And I think Jalen Hurts would have a great season. I think Devontae Smith would have a great season. I think A.J. Brown would have an amazing season. I think Dallas Goddard would have an amazing season. When I see Cliff Kingsbury getting attached to the Philadelphia Eagles offense, I get nothing but excited for fantasy points. That sounds incredible. I don't know about the rest of it. You know, will they still win games? Will they still be a Super Bowl team? I don't know. But they'll score a frick ton of fantasy points. Uh, I'll tell you that much right now. Uh, and so I like that hire a lot. And again, I just... Back to yesterday, I like the Ron Rivera interview a lot too. It's pretty cool that they're bringing in these star-studded coordinators uh, into these interviews. They really do want to turn it around. And again, today, Nick Sirianni is having an interview uh, with you know press. Uh, so there's supposed to be something coming out today about Nick Sirianni. So whether he's still the head coach and wants these star coordinators or they want star coordinators so that the new head coach they bring in doesn't have as much on his plate. We'll see, right? Still tons of stuff developing in Philadelphia. But either way, a fun little interview going on with Cliff Kingsbury, with Ron Rivera. They're going, I mean, they're they're going for the throat, right? I mean, they're, they're going for the good hires. They really, really are. The next piece I have for you, and it happened just before the show, so no overlay. Uh, but Joe Barry was fired as the defensive coordinator for the Green Bay Packers. This honestly comes as a little bit of a surprise. I know he kind of fell off towards the end of the season and hasn't had like the best product on the field, but also they did finish the season 10th in points allowed and 17th in yards allowed, which is just fine, if not good. And so I don't know. I, I feel a little bit weirder about firing coordinators than I do head coaches just because it's not always their fault. Like they, 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 they build up the scheme with what they're given and what the head coach allows them to do. And with the Packers, they didn't have a ton of personnel. I mean, obviously they have Jair Alexander and they have Rashawn Gary, who's doing fantastic. And they have a couple good linebackers, uh, but there's still a lot missing on that team. And they performed really well and they won a playoff game and made it to the divisional round. So I don't know. I, I, I think it kind of makes a little bit of sense given the, the sort of collapse toward the end of the year. But even then, I mean, they, they really shut down the Cowboys, especially in the first half. So I don't know if I like it. I don't know if I hate it. I, I just, I, I'm not as confident on coordinator discussions as I should be, I think, when, I, when I'm starting, the more I think about this stuff. Because 
again, it's not really like the general manager has to get him the right players. And then the, the head coach has to allow him to do the right things. And then also with the defensive coordinators, I mean, if the offense is turning the ball over or even just scoring too quickly, then the defense just doesn't have enough time. It's just like, it's a whole thing. I don't know. I, it kind of makes sense. It's fine. It is what it is. Joe Barry's been fired as the defensive coordinator for the Green Bay Packers. And that is all the coaching news I have for you guys. But I did see one thing, guys. And I shocked when I saw this. Shocked when I saw this. Damian Pierce. If any of you own Damian Pierce in a dynasty league, I am giving you the alarm to sell him for basically anything. D'Amico Ryans yesterday in an interview asked about Damian Pierce. Here's what he said. We'll see where all of the guys and all the positions on our team are. Uh, Nick and I will look at the roster and see where we are and improve our roster. That's what our job is, to continue to improve our roster as best as we can. I think the running game will be significant for us to improve on. That's about as mean as you can get without being mean as a head coach. That is a very respectful way of saying Damian Pierce will not be a running back on our team next year. <laughs> uh, we have to improve our roster uh, as best we can, and our running game will be significant for us to improve upon. Damian Pierce finished the year with 145 carries for 416 yards, two touchdowns, and also 13 receptions for 100 yards. And if you look at all of his metrics on playerprofiler.com, you'll see that he finished outside of the top 30 on almost all of them, 98% of them. He was outside the top 30, just a, a terrible season, really. And he got outproduced by Devin Singletary down the stretch. Damian Pierce is gone or just going to be on the team and maybe a depth piece. But either way, his time as a starting running back and even a guy sniffing touches is over. And it sucks. He had a pretty exciting rookie season, and I kind of liked Damian Pierce. He has a fun little angry running style. But D'Amico Ryans did not like him. Nick Casario does not like him. And he had a very respectful way of putting him down. Uh, and also, we talked about it a couple of weeks ago. We are heavily, heavily, heavily manifesting the Saquon Barkley to Houston Texans signing trade, whatever has to happen for it to happen, because I think that would be a fantastic fit. And also they have the money for it. So we're still here on wake and take manifesting, wishing for Saquon Barkley to Houston, which definitely means Damian Pierce is faded. But also you hear that quote from D'Amico Ryans and you just have to say to yourself, uh-oh, if you roster Damian Pierce, because again, that is about the most respectful way you can diss someone as a head coach in the league. So Damian Pierce, his days are numbered. Joe Barry is fired. Cliff Kingsbury might be heading to Philadelphia. Bill Belichick may not be heading to Atlanta. Jim Harbaugh is going to Los Angeles and Tom Telesco is heading to Vegas. That is everything I have for you guys. Do we have any questions? Let's see. Super Oof has a great point. Uh, I would love to see Bill Belichick in Dallas if Dan Quinn leaves as the defensive coordinator. I think that would be very fun. And I think that makes sense, too. I mean, I imagine Bill Belichick and Jerry Jones might get along. Maybe, maybe not. <laughs> maybe, maybe not. Uh, and then let's see. Uh, I think I'm thinking the Bills messed up. Once they fired the OC, Cooks was better. When Moss and Singletary left Buffalo, all of a sudden they were better running backs. This is true. Uh, I don't know what the Bills are going to do, though. They are in a terrible, terrible, terrible position. Has player profiler sent an offer to Bill Belichick yet? I'd like to listen to him on a podcast. 
No, we haven't, but uh, we'll see. <laughs> we'll see. I'll tell, I'll tell Matt. <laughs> but all right, guys, that I think that's gonna do it. I think that's gonna do it. That should that should be everything. I don't see any questions here in the chat. So, guys, thank you so much for tuning in. As always, this is a very fun episode of the way it can take, and you guys were a fantastic audience yet again. Thank you so much for spending your mornings with me, and I will see you all tomorrow at 10 a.m. Eastern on the Player Profiler YouTube, Facebook, and Instagram. Do not forget to like and subscribe before you head out. Have a wonderful Wednesday and a fantastic rest of your week. Peace.